Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on the 21st of June. It's a Sunday. Yes, it's the weekend. Uh, hope you're having a great weekend, everybody. In the news today, Torpedo March on the NRL, the sport that keeps on giving um, tactics win uh, and blues uh, go out to record-breaking run. And that's right. Uh, you're listening to New Zealand Sports Radio. This is your best way to start the day up to speed with all of the important sports news. And let's get on to that football uh, and start off with our favourite um, league in the world, the Belarusian Premier League. And yes, uh, um, it's lost. Oh, they just changed the score um, because the game's been going on then. Um, Ishtosh and Torpedo fought out a two-all draw um, and Dynamo Brest um, beat Gorodea 3-1. Uh, Ashwin will have the bragging rights there between um, Ashwin and Stephen. Also, we have Dynamo Minsk um, versus Energex uh, playing currently and it's nil-all um, with time running out. So it looks like a draw in that one. Dynamo Brest now on a run of four wins season climb up to third in the table. So good result for them. Moving over to the English Premier League. Um, and uh, yesterday, uh, Tottenham Hotspur and Man United fought out a one-all draw. And you've probably seen some of Roy Keane's uh, angry uh, announcements about how Man United were playing. Overnight tonight, we've had Watford and Leicester also fight out a one-all draw. Brighton and Hove Albion beat Arsenal 2-1 at home. Uh, that'll help their relegation issues. Um, and West Ham uh, lost to Wolverhampton Wanderers 0-2. Um, uh, Bournemouth and Crystal Palace are playing and the current score is nil all. Um, we'll give you a quick update on that uh, at the, the end. Oh, actually, no, sorry. Crystal Palace have taken a 0-1 lead um, there. So an away lead there in the English Premier League. Uh, moving on to the netball, um, and it might have been a draw at half-time, uh, 20 all, but the tactics stormed through in the second half, 
to beat the Southern Steel um, quite comfortably, 43-36 um, um, in the end. They really dominated that third quarter uh, and um, defensively shut out and stopped the uh, Southern Steel from uh, basically getting the ball to their shooters to have shots because percentage-wise, their shooting was just as good um, as the uh, tactics, but they just could not get the ball to their shooters to have shots uh, and therefore took a lot less shots um, over uh, during the game. So congratulations um, to them. And now going to hand you over to... Uh, oh, and remember, today is the first day we will have um, fans at the actual netball games. It's been friends and family for the first two games, but from today, fans can go as well. So um, look up, get your ticket. It is a small arena. Um, a lot of those games are well, going to set out, so I'd get along quick if you can. I'm going to hand you over to Stephen Harris now. He's going to take you through the birthdays. Yeah, good morning, everybody, Paul. And that's uh, great news for everybody out there who's a supporter of the netball game. And it's uh, good news for these birthday recipients today as well, because it's the man they call the Mantis, a Whangarei-born Parramatta eel. And finally, a New Zealand-born Someone rugby international, and that's where we start this morning's birthdays. Monk Michael von Dinklage, born this day, the 21st of June 1978, in Auckland, is a former New Zealand born Samoan rugby union player. He played as a lock from Dinklage, who turns 42 today, was present in the 2003 Rugby World Cup roster, although he never played any game in the tournament. His only international cap was against Scotland at Wellington on the 4th of June, 2004. Moving on, staying in the oval ball game, but the 13-man game, Dylan Brown, born this day, the 21st of June, 2000, is a New Zealand rugby league footballer who plays as a halfback and first five for the Parramatta Eels in the NRL. Brown was born in Auckland and grew up in Whangarei, New Zealand, and is in New Zealand, and is of someone German and Nuean heritage. Brown, who turns 20 today, played his junior rugby league for Hukarangi Stags at the age of 15. Brown moved to Sydney, Australia, to pursue an NRL career with the Parramatta Eels. And finally, Jeremy Coney, MBE, born this day, the 21st of June, 1952, is a former New Zealand cricketer who played 52 test matches and 88 ODIs for New Zealand, captaining them in 15 tests and 25 ODIs. He was one of New Zealand's most successful batsmen, at least by average, and he made 16 50s, but centuries often eluded him and he had to as he had to wait nine years to make his first century. By that time, he had turned 31. He only lost a one-test series as captain against Pakistan away, and he became a Wisdom Cricketer of the Year in 1984. Coney, who celebrates his 68th birthday today, was made a member of the Order of the British Empire in the 1986 New Year's Honours List for Services to Cricket. In 1990, he was awarded the New Zealand 1990 Commemoration Medal. And that's the man they call the Mantis, also part of the uh, Sky Cricket commentary team. That's uh, birthdays for today, Paul. I'll be back with what is going to be a really bumper issue of Rugby League. Thank you, Thank you very much, Stephen, for that. And moving on to the rugby. 
Um, don't forget, you can join us here at New Zealand Sports Radio for the uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa Otara, uh, Round 2 um, review this evening at 8pm, where we'll get on and talk about that big win by the Blues. Yes, it finished 12... Um, was it 12-24 or 14-28? 12-24, uh, wasn't it? That's right. Um, uh, um, in the end, um, with the Blues... Uh, really dominating and controlling, or more controlling than dominating, that uh, second half. Uh, they'll be very happy that they didn't allow the Chiefs to cross over the whitewash. Big defensive display. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Chiefs will be very disappointed with probably their kicking tactics, um, to be honest with you. They really got their lengths wrong. Uh, and on a wet day where you're going to do a lot of kicking, when you get your lengths wrong um, and make it easy for the person to catch the ball, you really are setting yourself up for a long, hard day at the office. And boy, it was a wet one. I was there um, during the game and uh, bringing you pre-match, half-time and uh, full-time reports here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Just check out our Facebook page for those live updates from games um, that we can get around to around the country. Uh, that means it's a perfect start for the Blues with two um, wins. Um, but you've got to say, the Chiefs are in trouble now. Two losses on the trot um, with an inexperienced uh, front uh, front five. You've got to say that they are looking at struggling. They're, they're struggling with these new uh, experience, with, with these new law, law variations um, and getting dominated up front. They really could do with some of their injured players coming back. Uh, but I do know that... Um, uh, not Allardyce, I've gone blank. Oh, the Canadian international lock that they have has already left. Um, because he has a contract in Europe, so he's not going to be available for this part of the season. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a long road for the Chiefs uh, there. Also, uh, Stephen and I got out and around for our for some club footy as well yesterday. Um, Stephen brought you reports from Waitamata versus Pakaranga um, up there in the Auckland Premiership. And I was at Melville um, versus Hamilton Old, Old Boys. Again, bring your reports from that grassroots rugby as well. And Stephen, you've got to talk to one of the one of the faces, one of the names of the future um, down there um, playing for um, Waitemata Rugby Club, didn't you? Yes, I, I did, Paul. Just in, in correction, that was the uh, Waitemata Papa Toy Toy game. Oh, sorry. Uh, yesterday. No, that's all. That's that's all good. Yeah, no, Nico Jones, uh, son of uh, the great. Michael James, absolutely fantastic uh, uh, young man who uh, he stepped into the number eight jersey. I suspect he's more of a, a seven than he is an eight, but he did it very, very ad adequately. Um, there was a 35-minute stoppage in uh, yesterday's uh, uh, club rugby game. There was a very, very serious injury. A, a Papatoitoi winger on debut was... Uh, was uh, taken to to hospital in a in a serious way. He he was pretty much knocked out before he hit the ground. Um, nothing nothing malicious. It was just a heavy tackle, and he collected a knee on the way down. So hopefully our thoughts are, are with this uh, this young guy. So I'll be uh, looking to get some more information. I'll keep you updated on that, Paul. Thank you much, Stephen. Uh, and now it is time for the sport that just keeps on giving. <laughs> uh, it's our NRL update. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, it was a story that uh, caught us all by surprise coming through about uh, 6 30 uh, last evening. But hey, we will uh, crack on into it. The uh, Warriors have sacked coach 
Stephen Kearney with two years remaining on his contract. The club today confirmed that Kearney has been let go after the Warriors' 40-12 defeat to the South Sydney Rabbitohs on Friday night. Assistant coach Todd Payton will be the interim replacement. The Warriors players and staff were, had been informed of the decision this afternoon. Stephen was informed this morning that we needed to make immediate change, said Warriors CEO Cameron George. It's a, a tough day for all of us, particular, uh, particularly after Friday night's performance. Stephen is extremely professional, has been put in a huge amount of effort in the role, but along with the owners, we feel we need to make a change now in the best interests of the club. We're so grateful to Stephen for the dedication he has shown to us in what have been difficult circumstances. His commitment, work ethic and concern for the well-being of the club, players and their families through this challenging year is a testament to his character and we wish him and his family all the best for the future. Kearney signed with the Warriors as head coach for the 2017 season, guiding the club to the finals in 2018. Peyton, 41, joined the Warriors coaching staff last season after working with the Cowboys. He was a member of their coaching staff when they won the NRL Grand Final in 2015 during his 259 game playing career. He experienced grand final success when he helped the West Tigers to their maiden premiership in 2005. George said the club appreciated Peyton stepping in to take up the role in an interim basis. He added he would now work with the owners on an agreed process to appoint a new head coach. Yeah, so that's how the uh, cards have fallen. Please uh, let us know your thoughts this morning. I know you're probably all shocked. I'm pretty sure Brad and also Sanjay will discuss it a, a lot more in detail on uh, the standoff on a Wednesday night on New Zealand Sport Radio, that show, 8pm. But there has been some action on the field. We had uh, three Saturday games yesterday, and the first of those games, probably not a game that reached uh, great heights, but the, it was the St. George Dragons that secured a 20-8 win over the Gold Coast Titans at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane yesterday. The win ensures the Dragons go back-to-back after defeating the Cronulla Sharks last weekend, turning around what was a horror start to the season, which included four losses in their first four games. The Dragons have grabbed a 14-2 halftime lead over overcoming some early resistance from the host in slippery conditions. The Titans drew first blood with an Ash Taylor penalty in the opening minutes, but from then on, it was all Dragons. It certainly takes the uh, pressure off uh, their coach, Paul McGregor. Impressive uh, fullback Matt Dufty put Zach Lomax through a hole, and the centre used wonderful footwork to elude Thompson to score in the 17th minute. Winger Mikhaili uh, Ravalawa then pounced on 5'8", Corey Norman's cutout pass to crash over in the 26th minute fullback Thompson, who arrived from the West Tigers this week, came off treatment after a high shot from Pereira uh, midway in the first half. In a scrappy encounter, the Dragons uh, grabbed a winning buffer when winger Jordan uh, Pereira ran off clean to score in the 46th minute. So uh, once again, that final score, the uh, Dragons 20 Gold Coast eight as we head into our second game, which was the uh, West Tigers versus Queensland. Now, the West Tigers have hammered North Queensland with an equal best first half of uh, joint ventures history before surviving a brief uh, 
fight back to beat the Cowboys uh, 36 points to 20. In the uh, truest definition of the game of two halves, the Titans led 34-0 at the break before North Queensland gave them a scare with three tries in seven minutes. However, any hopes of the Cowboys come back were put to bed when Essen Masters was penalised for taking Moses Bai off the ball and allowed Bai to kick the Tigers back to 20 points to clear with 17 minutes to play, putting the game to bed and piling on pressure on Cowboys coach Paul Green. The win... Um, momentarily moved the Tigers into the top eight, but it may have come at a cost. Alex Twal suffered a medical injury to his knee, and he looks like spending a month on the sidelines. Winger Robert Jennings also suffered a hamstring injury while scoring a try, and Zane Musgrove left the field late with a knee injury, leaving some concerns for coach Michael Maguire ahead of next week's clash with Canterbury. The Cowboys missing Valentine Holmes, Michael Morgan, Jordan McLean were poor from the outset. Despite the Cowboys winning the scoring 22 in the second half, the game was as good as over as halftime. That uh, half, that full-time score again, beg your pardon, West Tigers 36, North, Lens, North Queensland Cowboys 20. And in the final game, well, we predicted it was going to be the, the game of the weekend and it lived up to its billing. And informed Sydney Roosters have overcome a chain James Tedesco concussion scare to hand Parramatta their first defeat of the NRL season in a high quality affair which matched its blockbuster billing. The Roosters fell behind midway through Saturday night's second half before storming home for the 24-10 win. However, there were serious concerns for De Tedesco, who lay prone for seven minutes after his attempted tackle on a breakaway, Micah Seville. The back of Tedesco's head hit the Bankwest Stadium turf, and he was treated by Rooster's medical officials. The media lab drove out before reigning daily, and medalist slowly rose to his feet and walked off the field. Seville used Tedesco as a speed bump on his way to scoring a 59th-minute try, which gave Parramatta their lead the first of the match. And I've got to quickly say, before I carry on with the story, Hugh Rothwell, you're a genius. You actually predicted it by uh, eight, eight points. So that was a very good call. I probably would have gone the other way. The incident kick-started an enthralling finish between the uh, title heavyweights with the Roosters captain, captain Boyd Cordner reclaiming the lead soon after. The mayhem continued when the Eels firebrand Nathan Brown Caught opposite Victor Radley High, resulting in a melee and a Kyle Flanagan penalty goal. It was one of four Flanagan penalty goals for the night, the last of which came after Michael Jennings was simbin for deliberately being offside. Roosters winger, winger Daniel Tupo sealed the victory late in the contest and extending their lead and winning streak to four since the COVID-19 lockdown. Powell Matter did well to concede just one try, doing an early Roosters uh, blitz with Brett Morris, tiptoeing it down the sideline in the 20th minute for the opening points. It was the only try of a high-octane first half, which featured plenty of desperate try savers from both sides, including one by Brown on a flying Tedesco. The only other points came from the boot of Flanagan, who potted over two penalty goals due to Eels' indiscretions. Parramatta coach Brad Arthur also might have put the boot into his charges during the break with the Eels bursting out of the blocks in the second half. Six straight sets after the resumption resulted in the first try to Jennings, who shrugged off Joseph Manu to claim the 150th four-pointer of his career. Jennings electrified the crowd at, at, uh, at the stadium when he outfoxed Manu a second time to send Siva away for the only roosters to flex their muscle, to flex their premiership muscles. Beg your pardon, that final score again. Roosters 24. 
parameter 10 and really in the end they actually won it going away and uh, just finally in games today we our first uh, well, we've got two games to go. Our first game will be the uh, Canberra Raiders versus the Seagulls. That's at Campbelltown Stadium. That's a uh, five past six kickoff at New Zealand time. And our final game of round six is the Cronulla Sharks versus the Canterbury Bulldogs. And that kickoff scheduled for 8.30 p.m. this evening. And if you get through all of that, you deserve a medal. And I think I probably deserve a coffee this morning, Paul, after all that rugby league talk. I will catch my breath, hang in, see what's happening for the uh, for the rest of the show. And uh, listen up, just before I go, today I'll be posting up the uh, club rugby results from around the northern region here in Auckland, the Harbour results, northern results, and also the Auckland uh, club rugby results. But I'll also be looking out for other sports as well. So do contact me or, or message me and I've also got a, uh, a Twitter handle as well because it's so early in the morning I can't think what it is Paul um, <laughs> so if you've got it there I'll get you to post it that's a big bumper of rugby league news today back to you Paul I'm going to grab my breath thank you very much Stephen yes and look folks uh, New Zealand Sports Radio here is to give all sports a platform so if you do, if you have grassroots results that you would like us to read out, um, or if you have other um, news from your sports, then please let us know. Um, for example, I'm about to go on and talk about some snow sports um, rights now, um, but also, uh, for example, the um, curling um, national mixed competition is coming up, Pez, uh, and I'm intent hoping to get up to Auckland uh, for the opening night of that uh, to give it some coverage. Um, as well on our Facebook page. So, look, folks, um, the, we are here to cover all sports, so please do help us um, to uh, let us know what is going on. And moving on to that Snow Sports New Zealand, um, it's been a busy couple of days for them. They have opened up their newly renovated um, high-performance medical and training hub um, recently. It was due to be finished in May, but obviously with the COVID lockdown, um, and that got slowed down, but it has been, uh, it's, it is all um, now uh, finished. So um, thank you very much to the Dunlop builders, the local builders down there who have done that. Not only have they got a gym down there, but also land, uh, dry land training um, facility as well with all sort of trampolines and bouncy things and stuff across multi-disciplines. So fantastic uh, um, renovated uh, facilities there for snow sports. Also, they have... Um, announced their calendar of events. It kicks off on the 27th of June up in Auckland um, with the junior interfield, but they've also got some events down in Wanaka, Mount Hutt, Queenstown and Porters as well. So lots of uh, uh, events coming up in snow sports. So go check out the uh, snowsports.co.nz uh, for that calendar of events if you want to enter any of those events or if you want to um, go and watch as well. So that is uh, all coming up down there, which is great to see. Um, what might not be coming up is the Women's Cricket World Cup. Um, it looks like a scheduling clash could cause problems um, whilst New Zealand is in a place and has set exemptions um, for competitors to come in uh, and take part in the event. Uh, if it, uh, the ICC are looking at the moment to also reschedule the men's um, T20 World Cup. Um, and obviously, uh, there is there are thoughts that uh, they wouldn't want to host both 
events at the same time or overlap them. So the Women's World, World Cricket World Cup could be impacted um, there. So uh, the whole schedule logjam of all these events people are trying to fit in in a short amount of time uh, is, could be a cause an issue with that for next year. We'll bring you up to date when uh, they when we get further news uh, because it's uh, they're looking at having it announced in July. Um, so I'm sure Ashwin will be all over that one, as will the boys from Swinging from the Hip, which is our cricket show, which happens at 8 p.m. on Thursday evening. Um, the US Open ha has backtracked on its uh, wheelchair emission, uh, which is fantastic news. Uh, they were accused of disgusting discrimination um, by uh, some of the wheelchair um, competitors. Three options have been provided to the wheelchair um, players, either to go ahead with the event with a 95% of last year's um, prize um, pool, uh, to have a, a standalone event uh, in October, um, or to uh, have, um, now that would be, be held down in Orlando, um, or to have $150,000 in compensation to be shared between the players um, because the event hasn't gone ahead. Um, with, uh, I think it was 4,000 new cases of coronavirus in Florida, um, which is where obviously Orlando is um, overnight. Uh, you've got to say that um, uh, you will question whether they would want to go down to there for that um, uh, for, for that option. But um, they're looking at voting on that on Monday. Um, I believe it is hopefully by our Tuesday morning show, we'll have more news as to what's happening in the wheelchair tennis for the US Open. You have now started the day the best way up to speed with all the important sports news. Don't forget you can listen to New Zealand Sports Radio on the go um, via our podcast. Just uh, search for New Zealand Sports Radio on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio um, or Acast. Thank you everybody who has watched and listened for your support of the uh, of New Zealand Sports Radio. This is our 81st the morning sports briefing. I missed the I missed the uh, landmark 80th one yesterday, but congratulations to us. Um, 81 days on the trot. We've been bringing this to you. Well, that hundredth edition is getting closer um, and closer. So thank you everyone for your support. Please do share and let your friends know about the channel. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.